Roberts. Thanks to CMTP. It's the pregame show on CDFNL Live. Yeah, your home for local footy, your number one home for local footy worldwide. Mix FM at CDFNL Live, round nine. We're at Stribbling Reserve, aka Marvel Stadium. It's Lawn versus Elvie. It should be an absolute rupee this afternoon. Uh, the roof is open, AJ. <laughs> the roof is open. Uh, and we're looking forward to an absolute ripper. Pretty hard, but there's not one. <laughs> Swans on top of the ladder trying to regain that number one spot. It's looking at uh, the Dare brothers just running laps here. They look uh, they looked, uh, like they're ready to go. And Lawn, uh, we saw them last week. Another five minutes, and they might have just pinched it against Irrawarra Biak. Uh, We've got a special guest in the uh, the box today. Normally we speak to uh, either of the senior coaches, but we've got the lawn under eighteen coach in the box. There's a bit a bit happening, a bit of murmuring, a bit of talking about this club, and we thought, well, we'll address the elephant in the room and get uh, the nice story, the positive story about the lawn under 18s because I think if you sit down and listen to it, you might just hold your thoughts and your negative posts that we sort of get on the uh, the Facebook pages and our socials and go, oh, wow, like these guys are doing some great things. Now, I do want to introduce him as uh, how I sort of know him from. Yes. But Cam, was it Cam Nugent? Nugent. The lawn... The coach, but uh, we're just going to get Toya Tiger, mate. Is that okay? I'll take that. Uh, The former round of twists superstar. But, Cam, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, Mate, uh, I I think we'll start off with the videos last year of you singing the songs, mate. It just got everyone up and about. That was a positive moment of last year, but winning the flag, mate. But how have you found the coaching aspect of coaching local footy? I I love it. I love it. I played for so long, and then uh, when your body gives up, you hit 40 and your body gives up, and... uh, I tried to step away from football, and one morning here, I moved down here maybe eight years ago, yep. and one morning I was just jogging away, and a bloke was running toward me called Turtle, <laughs> runner, and he screamed out to me from about 20 yards, do you want to coach the 18s? And I just said yes, because yep. I was, you know, yep. excited about getting up so early jogging for once. <laughs> and uh, as I jogged off, I thought, Jesus, what have I just agreed to? <laughs> but uh, it, re- it, it, it got me back into football, and, uh, and I, I can't believe I ever stepped away. I, I just love the environment of... Just been around, just trying to develop young kids and, and get the most out of them. And it's really ingratiated me into the community here because I yeah. moved down. My wife was very sick when I moved down. Yeah. She passed away, and so I, I wanted to get more into the community. And so uh, it was a perfect opportunity. And then uh, I got thrown into the fire, and we had six committed players at that stage. Yeah, so it was, wow. uh, it, was, uh, it was rough at first. You know, we had to forfeit uh, probably our first two matches that I was coaching. Yeah. But um, we slowly then developed... Uh, yeah, we developed. We, we thought we'd we'd reach out and see what we could build. Yeah, around, okay. Around yep. the, the few local kids we had, and started from there. What club, before we get into that, what clubs were involved with? What's what's your playing days? Oh, Where about played, play? Yeah, we're at St Peter's, St Peter's down in East Bentley, yep. where I grew up, and then uh, Ormond Amateurs after that, which is not far from yep. there, and uh, played a. Played a bunch of football. So, Cam, being from East Bentley, did you cross paths with Luke Beveridge? I certainly did. He played at St Peter's. Yeah, he was, yeah. Like, he was one year above us, yeah. So, so you, you know him well then? Yeah, I do. I know his and his uh, little brother, Marty Beveridge, played with me. So, well, I know go. the family really well. Lovely family. Yep. And so you took on the role here under 18s, yeah. as you said, six players. So, I guess building up to that point, six players and then going on six months later winning a premiership. Yeah. How did the whole aspect involved, you know, the recruitment with kids, getting kids in. I shouldn't say the word recruitment, but getting the kids well, down here. to a degree, you know, because yep. I sat down with one of the most, the popular kids down here, Ray, who was who ended up being our captain. I said, okay, give me a list of everyone that 
is viable to play in terms of their age. I don't yeah. care where they are or how affiliated they are with you, as long as they're from this area, you know of them or you've, you've, you've hung out with them, just that are keen on playing footy. And the, so he gave me a list of about 25 kids. So we started ringing around and uh, some of them were in Torquay, some of them uh, as far as Barwon Heads, um, some of the boys from Lawn uh, go to Geelong College, so yeah. they were leaving at Geelong College. And so I saw immediately there's a logistical issue with getting the kids to training and games, but we had uh, people donate a bus and we drove kids around. And uh, for the first week, I went and grabbed two boys from... They were the first two I grabbed were Caden, who is our captain this year, and Fletcher yep. from Torquay, who was surplus from the Torquay team. Um, and I started picking them up every week. And then people, some other kids heard if I was coming through Fairhaven, I started picking those kids up. And so it turned into a, a little bit of a cavalcade of... of uh, basically a little bit of a circus of picking yep. kids up before training yep. and things, but I wanted to get them involved. So, Cam, what time do you start on a Saturday morning picking these kids up? What time does it all start for you? Yeah, about six. So I start, I drive, wow. sometimes I drive as far as Lara. Wow. Yeah, Jeez. in the mornings before the games. Jeez. And then tonight I'll drive this. I've got about three hours driving after this to drive the kids back wow. to where to where I've gotten them from. So That's an amazing effort. <laughs> That's what country clubs do, isn't it? It is, and look, every every team, every team in the league have challenges. Like, there's no one team that has every kid from that particular town. You know, they're always reaching out a little bit, and it, it's hard for the kids and the families. They've got working families on weekends, and so we've got to make it as easy as we can for them. And it's it's to our betterment. You know, we get the kids down, and we get the benefit of having a team playing on the park. Today we had uh, an incredible surplus of kids because yep. it's holidays. Yeah, but um. Oh, look, I wouldn't change it. And I know some mornings I get up and some training, like training night starts for me at four to get them back here by five. Depends, sometimes earlier. And then I have to, it ends about nine or ten at night sometimes. Yeah, but wow. that's, we do that twice a week. And it's, uh, it's, it's a challenge, but it's, it's something you have to do. And it's, I think with the, there's a generational change in kids moving away from sport, it feels like, in the city. Definitely. And, and we're, trying to, we're just trying to maintain kids' involvement in football. And it's... Uh, it takes some effort, but it's 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 worth it, especially whether we won the premiership last year or not. It was a success for us just because yep. we've got kids playing again. So back in the day, I was the uh, area manager of a Feroz kick down here, which included Lawn, yep. and it was always a struggle for us to, um, to well, there wasn't a lot of kids here, yeah. but to attract them and to get that connection between the Lawn Footy Club and the Auskick program. So has that progressed now that, um, that there's an involvement there with the Lawn Footy Club? Yeah, it, it really has. We have... There's been an injection here, just especially last year. Now, no matter who it was in the, in the club that won a premiership last year or even got to the finals, it was successful in the sense that we did start attracting kids back and we started to bring a culture of just enjoying the footy and, and making sure that the kids didn't have any stresses in terms of getting to the, getting to the trainings and yeah. to the games. And so we try to take that off the, the parents and we, we wore a lot of that responsibility. And it, was, it really wasn't anything arduous. It was actually enjoyable to see the smiles on the kids' faces and getting them back. And, and it's, it's filtered down through the 14s now. We've got plenty of 14s. Next year, again, we, we said that there's going to be a shortage as some move up. So, again, we've already started looking, looking into some of the younger kids at the schools here and, and, and the, the closer areas. And so it's, it's an ongoing challenge, but it's a challenge we love because, as you see here, there's a great crowd today and the kids have just got smiles all over their faces. And, and you've got kids running around playing sport and not sitting behind consoles, you know. So that's, yeah. that, for us, is a win. You can see it in... Like, as I said to you, the, when you guys were singing the song, and I remember filming it, and you went into the middle, and the passion that you showed 
Yeah. Was that must have been a lot of the the groundwork from starting from the get go, like you said, six players, the travelling. It must have felt so rewarding just to win those finals games. And you said like it like I oh know it. It sort of matters at the end result, winning a premiership. But yeah. just to have that mantle, that must have been such a rewarding thing for you personally it, as well. It really, really is. Like I said, I played enough footy that. It, I, I, I was thirsty for that involvement again, yeah. and the spirit the kids show it. It really just I get, you know, I get carried away a little bit sometimes with with the excitement and the enthusiasm of the kids. But every week I'd started to sing the song with them, and I'd send it to my mum who's yeah. in Melbourne. I go back every week and watch the footy with her. She's a tiger, and so she's, <laughs> she's a diehard Good tiger. Woman. But um, and so I started seeing them to her, and and every week the boys would put me in the middle, and we'd have the song, and it just became a thing. And it, yeah. and for me to invest. The passion, and sometimes it goes over the top. I get carried away, and I get so enthusiastic. But it, I, it's not something I—it's not something I regret ever, because it's—it's it, it's really just a reflection of how much I'm—I'm really—I'm really enjoying putting in, and yep. it's, it also shows the kids that I'm invested, like I'm, yeah. I'm emotionally invested and passionately invested in what they're doing, and they see that, and they see that we all make sacrifices for each other, be it on the the coaching and and the administrative side, and. As the players are the ones doing all the work, but they see that we are also doing the different type of work. But we're equally as passionate, and it's it's important. And I just love, I just, you know, nothing makes me happier than seeing the kids enthusiastic about winning, or even even losing, and just finding positives. But singing yeah. the song with them is, is yeah, something yeah. else. Yeah. So in my time, I had plenty of conversations with Lee Hartman with the um, Aries Inlet Eels. Um, I, I struggle with uh, when a club's struggling for juniors, and you've got a junior standalone club that uh, I feel like AFL Barwon maybe should have done more to connect the two clubs up. Yep. Um, do you think that's a fair comment? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I think, you know, like I, I was talking about some certain sacrifices that some of some of the staff here have made, people can do... There, there's, more that, there's always more that you can do. If, if we've got kids that are willing to play and they're not playing, more can be done. Hmm. More can be done. It breaks my heart when we forfeit, like we had to last week. Yeah. Because we had 10 kids who wanted to play, but that's not enough. No. But it breaks my heart to tell them we can't play this week. And it's... Uh, so when there are teams that have a certain amount of numbers, even if they're not enough for one team, but there's an amalgamation that, that's apparent and, and potential... Like, there's potential for for what you just mentioned. I think we can do it. We should be doing everything to get those kids on the park. Mm. And if it, it's a failure on our end if there are kids standing by that want to play sport that aren't. Yeah, yeah going back to last year's premiership, and you just—I think you only just snuck into the five, didn't you, by a whisker in the end? When yeah. did you think that? Hang on, we've got something pretty special here. When did you realise and thought, "Hey, we're on here"? Yeah, look, I—it's—it's a yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. I. I I, ne- I didn't have it in the bank until the last minute or two. I, I'm a nervous I'm a nervous coach. Um, I knew we had something special early in the year. There's a there's a it's sort of a just well I, I won't say it's a tale of two worlds in lawn, but there are the local kids and then the kids are who are local that go to Geelong College. Yep. And there was a division to a degree, a social division that they didn't sort of hang out, and we'd sort of married we, we'd sort of dissolve that to a degree and, and, and these kids started having this great rapport as soon as I saw that rapport being built and they realised that they're just they're just local kids who just live in different parts of the, mm. of the state for different times and I saw that they, that they were willing to let that go and it, it had been built up over generations but willing to ignore that I saw that there was, there was, they were galvanising as something that was pretty special yeah. and they were learning different things from each other 
And I knew I knew we had something good. Bit of a Ted Lasso about it. Yeah. <laughs> you watch that show? I, I don't, but oh. I, get, I get told, you should watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> second second greatest TV series of all time. <laughs> Round the Twist was number that's one. Right, that's right, that's <laughs> right. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I've got the coughs up now. Um, just getting back to last year, uh, obviously uh, the circumstances that, that surrounded the loophole that sort, sort of created, yep. that was certainly not Lawn's fault. I mean, South Colac, uh, they were the team that fell over Everybody else had to lodge a team sheet. Yeah. The part that I struggle with is uh, there's no notice taking, and you know there's upsets at every club when you pick a team for finals. Yeah. There's uh, there's blokes that play reserves footy or or whatever that uh, senior footy that get uh, left out. You know, club stalwarts, and it's yeah. it's always hard. Um, so I suppose yeah, the question I'm asking you, I mean. Uh, is that something that really grates on you? That you you seemed that was taken exception to um, how the circumstances evolved. Well, n- not really. Like like I was mentioning it before on air. The, the appearance of of what was happening. I don't begrudge people creating an opinion from that, but you, you just want to give them all of the facts and all of the, everything behind the story. And it, it, if they then got the same opinion, that's fine. But at least they they've developed their opinion on, on on the real facts. And the facts of the of the matter are that. Like, like I've ex- expressed and like I've told you, you know, we didn't feel like we were we were working any loopholes. We had kids that were f- that were they all have an affinity or a, or a, at least a family that live in town, yep. so they're all associated with the town. The two exceptions are the boys from Torquay, who, with Torquay's blessing, came to us because they were surplus kids. Um, it, that's probably not the best term to use as surplus kids because they're two of our better players. They're fantastic. And one of them was the captain this year and the other was the highest goal kicker last year. And so, um, yeah, we didn't feel like we were working any loopholes. And like I said, just to us, it was going to be a failure on our behalf if we didn't put a team on the park. And it was then to our benefit that we had more than enough kids. And so we just give them all a run. You know, we, there's, there, wasn't, we, there was never a game where we just left... What some would consider our best team on the park, we gave everyone a game, and some of the kids have developed. I think we've we've we've, we've uh, reduced the gap between some of the kids who weren't as experienced and the kids who are well trained. And now we're a very consistent team, and so we feel every kid's got a, a benefit to the team, and they all get a fair run. And 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 that to us, the most important thing is that every kid's every kid's playing, and so. Look, well, I heard it over the fence all, all week, but in the end, it's 18 kids out there playing 18 kids. Mm. Yeah. All right, we might get all that aside, mate. You've yeah. been really well, Cam. Now, Cam, you're going to turn into Tiger from oh, around the twist, mate. When I was a kid, mate, when I watched your character in Around yeah. the Twist, the original one, not the, the second and the third series, <laughs> they're, they're ones we don't talk about, but you had this, your character role was you commentated everything. Yeah. And that inspired me to commentate everything as well. I annoyed, you said that. You said I annoyed kids. <laughs> I annoyed my parents. I'd walk behind my mum as she was doing the dishes and I'd be commentating. And she goes, you've been watching that bloody tiger off around the twist again. Now, <laughs> you said just before that, yeah, it all came, I don't know, was it naturally when you did your commentary sort of stuff? Sort or of was it all scripted? It was when I audition- when they had the audition, they had this cattle call and basically they... There was a there was a, a segment of it where they got the kids forward and they just asked them to explain what was going on. They played the screen and there was some crazy action going yep. on the screen, and so I just was sort of regaling what was on the screen, well, not regaling, but you know, referencing what was on the screen and telling what was happening. And so then in the script it would really just say 
Tiger commentates. Yep. And so the, dire- the director, Esmond Storm, used to just say to me, just say whatever you want, mate. And I'm like, oh, jeez, here we go. <laughs> so uh, I would just run away with it and say the most absurd little things. But they, they gave me they gave me a leg rope, you know, so they gave me enough rope to say whatever I wanted, and it was... Uh, it was always pretty silly. Some of the best commentary was the last episode when everyone was getting dragged out of the, the yeah. lighthouse by the big, uh, I don't know, they, they were going to demol- demolish it or something for the... That's right, yeah. Uh, Harold Gribble, was it? Yeah, yeah the, the Gribbles. Yeah, the Gribbles. He was going <laughs> to turn it into some, yeah. some sea resort or something. Yeah, and you're commentating everyone, but it was pretty good stuff. So, Cam, what was it like working with Australian like acting legends like uh, Mark Mitchell and Frankie yeah. J. Holden? What was that like? Yeah, it was... Uh, it was um, well, I was, it was my first acting gig. I didn't want to be an actor. My, my uncle was a director, and a, a kid didn't turn up to shoot a commercial at my house one day. And I literally, he just, I stayed home from school to watch him shoot the commercial. Kid didn't turn up. My uncle said, you're doing it. So I did this ad, and then a week later, an agent called me and said she'd seen it, and I didn't have an agent. She sent me straight to the Round the Twist audition. So it was oh, wow. a... In about two weeks, I ended up on Round the Twist and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and well, you so, did a great job. I, I learned in retrospect how, how they are, they are stalwarts of the industry. They're yeah. legends of the industry. And and, uh, and I was very fortunate to learn a lot from them. And now, so I, I, my career now, I'm a writer, director. And so I learned everything I learned was pretty much started at Round the Twist, if not all of it. And you changed your footy clubs because of your character. Yes. You were a magpie. Yeah. Good, 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 good mood. <laughs> I support that 100%. Oh. My mum said it was an omen, so I changed, <laughs> I changed to uh, to follow her. She's a diehard tiger. Yeah. Uh, Cam, mate, I, think, I reckon hopefully where um, people have listened to your story, the under-18 story, and have oh, maybe yeah. sit back and go, all right, maybe I'll hold my judgment a little bit, uh, a little bit greater. Um, I love what you're doing here at the club. Um, I think Lawn and the City of Fennell are better off having you here. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, and, yeah, just thanks for chatting to us today, mate. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's good to just get your piece in. But, yeah. like I said, people can think what they want. I just I respect everyone's opinions. But, yeah, there's a story to everything. So. Yeah. yeah, that's right. How long more do you reckon you do another season? You'll keep... I think so. Yeah. I love it. I re- yeah. It's really inspired me to... Like, I, it's, it's relit something in me that I... Yeah. That I was missing, so uh, yeah, I'll be here for a while. Awesome, Cam. We'll take a break here 